Welcome to the Goal to Goal podcast, week two, episode two, NFL preseason still here, Tyler, Alex, ready for NFL week one, starting Thursday night. A few days away. Yes, sir. Recording on Tuesday. Going to start off this episode, we got our predictions for season awards, coach of the year, MVP, all of that, along with our week one predictions be keeping track throughout the season uh who's gonna finish with the better record on our predictions so you guys already know we're gonna get right into it we're gonna start with our predictions coach of the year i got the miami man mike mcdaniel i just think he's got a lot of weapons here first time really gonna show out coming from san fran brought mostert with him uh you got tyreek it's to his year to prove himself boomer bust for him i mean it's really no in between. You got Waddle back for the second year with Tua. That connection only gets better. Uh, I just think the defense is solid. Byron Jones on the PUP hurts. Uh, but, I mean, they're going to bounce back. Defense is straight. Noah Igababu, however you say his last name, he's going to have to step up with Byron out. I mean, first-round pick, it, it's time for him to show us something. I mean, otherwise, he's not getting extended. Might just get cut, honestly. But yeah, I got I got McDaniel for coach of the year. McDaniels is solid. I think I think the Dolphins will be all right. But um I'm high on the Chargers this year and my coach of the year is Brandon Staley. I think this aggressive offense they're gonna put up a bunch of points. Also if they come in first in arguably the toughest division, everyone's talking about that that now, so I think that'll come into play. And if they win that division, either them or the Bills are gonna have the best record in the AFC. And I also think Brandon Staley, like his impact on the offense and how it's ran in the NFL, I think he can have like that Sean McVay impact like they did a few years ago where the aggressive Brandon Staley uses going for it on fourth down like all the time, being super, super aggressive. I think that can be like the big shift in the league if the um, Chargers are able to produce. And with all that going on, the big implications on the offense and just everyone seeing how that offense is ran. And kind of the impact of shifting the league, I can see Brandon Staley getting that award this year easily. All right, so you got Staley. Yeah. Moving on, we got MVP awards. I mean, I want to lock in Pat Mahomes' little, I guess, bounce back year. Had a down year last year. He threw more interceptions than he did his entire career. But, I mean, you could, I'm also with Tom Brady, maybe. Coming back for his last year, I feel like I don't know if Brady ever has a chip on his shoulder, but he doesn't even want to be there. Yeah, I mean, bro, it's his time. I mean, he came back for another year. He's got to prove something. I mean, you don't just retire and unretire, show nothing. But I, I got Mahomes yeah. locking in. He's gonna prove without Tyreek Hill, he can still play. Uh, you said it last week. The Andy Reid offense. I mean, he's yeah. a quarterback whisperer. I think Mahomes gets it done this year, returns that MVP form. You could go with Lamar, but I, I, I got Mahomes coming, coming yeah, with the MVP. I think I think Mahomes has a shot. I mentioned him here. I kind of put him and Lamar in the same category as to where both of their offenses took a super big hit in terms of their big deep threat receiver. And I think they're both are going against doubters coming into the season as well. Everyone knows LJ with his doubters. Is he a running back? Is he a quarterback? That's been going on since he's been drafted. Obviously, he's a elite quarterback and then Mahomes as well everyone's saying they lost these weapons will Mahomes be able to carry and produce and keep this team at the elite level 
So I think if both of these quarterbacks carry their offenses and their teams to um, good records and they put up the numbers, I think they could easily win it. Josh Allen is also someone to keep an eye on. With 440 um, passing yards last year, 36 TDs, and you mentioned last week, he's a, um, also a threat on the ground, 760 yards on the ground and six touchdowns. That Bills team is stacked. They're ready, and Josh Allen is poised to take another leap, arguably the best arm in the league. But riding on my Chargers bandwagon, my MVP <laughs> pick, um, I'm going with Herbert. Everyone knows the stat we've been talking about since he's came into the league, you know. The most passing yards through the first two years, 5,000 yards last year, 38 TDs, solid online, decent weapons, and like I said, with arguably the coach of the year being super aggressive on offense, he's going to have ample opportunities to put up those numbers and hopefully win in that tough division. So my MVP pick is Justin Herbert taking that big leap. You know I'm rocking with it because I drafted him in fantasy (laughs) and Mike Williams, so I I can't argue it. That offense is going to be solid. Yeah, I mean... It's going to be elite for sure. Uh, offensive player of the year. I'm going to move it on over. Guy just got paid coming out of camp. A lot of contract dispute. Is he a running back? Is he a wide receiver? Debo Samuel. I mentioned him too. I'm rocking with him. I mean, you look at him. I mean, he can run the ball. He can catch the ball. He's explosive. I know Trey Lance really doesn't have that connection with him yet. And they're talking about Brandon IQ's favorite target. But, I mean, Debo's just so Big, fast, and strong, yep. uh, getting it done on the ground and through the air. I mean, you don't get that kind of versatility nowadays. So I'm, I'm rocking with Debo. Yeah, I mentioned Debo here as well. I just think the sheer amount of volume like he had last year and coming into this year will be crazy, receiving and rushing opportunities. Last year, I had 77 receptions for 1,400 yards and six TDs and also had 59 rushes for 365 yards and eight TDs. Also, a big thing to mention is I know, like, the big contract dispute, everyone was saying, oh, like, he doesn't want to play running back, this and that. But if you look into his contract, he actually has incentives on rushing. So he gets a $650,000 boost if he gets 380 more rushing yards. And then $150,000 pay incentive for three plus rushing TDs. So I think the kind of misconception there was. He's still willing to be a running back. Just yeah. pay him for it. I was and, just, just going to yeah. say, you're getting used more. Your body's getting beat up more. Mm-hmm. You're getting taxed. You might as well get more money yeah. out of it. Yeah, so he's going to get paid for it, and I think they'll continue to use him. Another name I mentioned was Devontae Adams. I think he's right now just overall the best receiver in the league. He'll get hyper-targeted with that college connection with Derek Carr like you touched on last week. And I think he can easily, easily lead the league in touchdowns and in receptions, maybe go for that triple crown like Cooper Cup did last year. But three out of the last four years, he's had 1,300 yards with 110 receptions and 10 TDs. And the one year he only played 12 games, missed a few in 2019 due to injuries. He also had 100, he had 1,000 yards. So, I mean, he's going to put the numbers up. But my pick is Jay Jets. I'm rocking with Justin Jefferson for Offensive Player of the Year. That Kevin O'Connell offense coming over, it's going to be super high power. This Vikings offense is going to be one of the best in the league. It's the same scheme Cooper Cup won in last year, so he's got that going for him. Great route runner. He's super smooth coming out of his breaks, and I think Kirk was just hyper-targeting him last year. He had 167 targets for 108 receptions. And also, I think in this scheme, we'll also see him take more of that cup role, and he'll be in the slot a lot more. So they'll scheme him open, give him those easy looks across the middle for Kirk. And I think 
Justin Jefferson has a pretty solid chance of winning it. He's it's going to be the year of the receiver, bro. I think the quarterback is like still the most important position, but I, I think you're going to see a lot of receivers put up some good numbers this year. I was going to say you got to look into how many Vikings uh, games are prime time. <laughs> it must be a career low for Kirk Cousins, hopefully. Uh, I think Justin Jefferson can overcome that. Kirk might not be able to, but <laughs> Jay Jess will make the his most number's of, still going to be there. He'll make the most of his targets in, during prime time. Yeah. Defensive player of the year. This one, I think we'll agree on. Yeah, I got I got Miles Garrett coming out, Cleveland yeah. Browns. Um, it was between him or Watt last year, really, coming off the edge. But if MG, he stays healthy, that's the only thing. He'll miss a couple games here and there. You got Clowney on the other end, taking some pressure off him for yeah. another year. But, I mean, just the way he's able to – you leave him one-on-one, he's getting to the QB no matter what. He power rush, finesse, the way he drops down and contorts his body's insane for his size, uh, just too fast. And week one going against Baker Mayfield, I, they were talking a lot, bro. He said he's ready for him, so maybe a little three sack game to get the year started. Do you see like on um, that video like Baker like trying to take his words back? Yeah, he was like, he was like oh, I didn't say it. Like media misconstrued. So I was like. I was trying to figure out what he actually said, and there was nothing. Yeah, he he had no defense for it, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna just go ahead and agree with you on that. I think Miles Garrett will also win this award. I think he's the best pass rusher in the league right now. Um, with Watson being out, I think this arf- offense will start a little slow, and that defense will have to step up for him big, and that's just more spotlight, more opportunity for Miles Garrett. He's had 10-plus sacks and tackles for losses in the last three years, and last year he went crazy with 16 sacks and 17 tackle for losses. 33 QB hits. He's just gotten better every year, and this year I think he just takes that next step. I also mentioned Micah Parsons, who, came, who finished second last year in Defensive Player of the Year voting in his rookie year. He had 13 sacks and 20 tackles for loss. I think he's a better pass rusher than off the ball linebacker. I really don't know like what they want to like how they want to use him over there in Dallas, yeah, but I, don't, I, don't I think they just need to like stick him on the line on the edge and just let him rush the passer because bro, some of the moves he does off the line is just crazy. Bro, he's a crazy athlete, but they use him everywhere. He'll carry that defense. And then my sleeper pick is Max Crosby. So I know he only had eight sacks last year, but he also had thirteen tackles for loss. Adding Chandler Jones will really help. Free up some of them double teams. He's an elite speed rusher. Playing in the AFC West, like I mentioned, have a lot of opportunities to just sit back and go after the quarterbacks. And he also led the league in QB pressures last year with 101, according to Pro Football Focus. So learning from Chandler Jones, getting a lot lot more one-on-one opportunities because you still got to respect Chandler Jones. Even though he's getting up there in age, he still he still can produce. I think I think Max Crosby is a nice little little sleeper pick to keep an eye on out in that division. Yeah, I like Max Crosby coming off the edge, but, I mean, you talked about it. There was really, last year, no, nobody else on that defense yeah, no doing anything. Else. No one else. Not even in any other position, really. So, I, the Chandler Jones definitely going to help him out. Uh, moving on, Offensive Rookie of the Year. I'm taking Brees Hall, even though he is on the Jets. I think it's a big year for him. Uh, I was looking at the numbers. Four of the last nine Offensive Rookie of the Year is... Uh, since 2013, have been running backs. Only one receiver, I believe, uh, for Offensive Rookie of the Year. So, I mean, you really got quarterback or running back when you look at it. 
And mm-hmm. I, I don't see a, a rookie QB really winning this no. this year. So I, I, I'm taking Brees Hall. Yeah, I, I went with Brees Hall as well. First running back taken in the draft last year. I think they actually traded up for him in the second round. And looking, I was looking at his numbers earlier today at Iowa State, which were just like insane. He had over seventeen hundred total yards in his final season. In his final season, he also caught thirty six passes out of the backfield as well. So he can get it done on the ground, through the air. He's an elite athlete, and I think that Jets offense improving. Hopefully, you can see Zach Wilson take that next step, help that offense get going. I think Brees Hall will be a um, big contributor to that. Also, just mentioned Kenny Pickett because, like you said, they just want to throw a QB in there every year, and I don't think Trubisky will be the starter for long. Decent weapons around him. I kind of wanted to go with the you know popular opinion with NFL young boy George Pickens <laughs> at first, but I kind of figured if Pickens has a good year, then Pickens will have a good year. Pickett, excuse me, will have a good year as well, and the league just values quarterbacks over receivers, so. That picket to pickings connection could be <laughs> something to look out for. And I also wanted to mention Traylon Briggs. I know a lot of people are not messing with him. A lot of a lot of red flags coming out of camp, but the Titans drafted him to be the next AJ Brown. He has the physical tools. 6'3, 225. Last year he clocked in at 22.6 miles per hour in game. I and that like there wasn't even um anyone in the NFL that clocked in at that speed. 105 freed up targets with AJ Brown leaving. I think like Traylon Burks, he like he has no choice but to come in and produce. And if he doesn't, then that's on him. But the opportunity's there, the talent's there, everything's there. Name to keep up. Uh, that's just a name to watch. But yeah, I want I want to agree with you there and go with. I think Brees Hall will take that one. Yeah, and going back to Pickett and Pickens, it's gonna be tough when they get <laughs> on the field when they when they go to that deep ball and the announcers gotta call it. Uh, defensive player of the year, I was going in between uh, two guys, really, but I think Aiden Hutchinson's going to take it. But I was also thinking about Sauce. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, even in preseason, <clears throat> he wasn't even getting targeted, uh, like you said last week. Hasn't allowed a touchdown in college. Yeah. Uh, insane, but, I mean, you look at it, it's just more plays to be made on the D-line than for a DB. Yeah. So, Aiden Hutchinson, I mean, he was drafted top pick of the draft for a reason. His size, uh, played in big-time games before in college. He's going to be ready for the NFL. Uh, I mean, I don't think he's going to put up, like, 12, 13 sacks, but he puts up no. 8, 9, and he'll be fine. I think he gets the award. Yeah, I think 8, 9 is more on the, the, the ceiling for him. He was the number two pick coming out out of Michigan. Was looked at as the safest prospect, and I think he's also the safest pick to win this award. His production will be all right. I mean, the Lions, what are they really right now? Kind of in between. But I think I think Aiden Hutchinson will be good enough. I also mentioned Sauce. But like you said, on that, that boundary corner position, it's just hard to make plays. I mean, if he's out there not getting target and not allowing catches, then he's doing, like, a really good job, but it really won't show up on the stat sheet, you know? So it's kind of hard to grade that. I mean, unless he goes, like, super crazy and, like, they just throw out him and he gets an insane number of picks or whatever, but I think it'll be Aiden Hutchinson. And then this could be an Eagles homer pick, but I think Jordan Davis, that's a a name to keep an eye on. He's had a solid camp, and I think um, 
what made him so productive at Georgia is they played him on a snap count. He wasn't an every down player, and he'll be going into that same role in Philly. We got a super, super deep uh, D-line. So he's going to be playing next to Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave. He'll be able to uh, rotate in and out. So that means his production will be pretty good because he'll be fresh on pretty much every play. So learning from them two guys inside will really help. And then, I mean, you still got to respect Fletcher Cox. Javon Hargrave had a career year last year. So that'll really help him get those one-on-one matchups. I think he'll be able to win on the interior defensive line. So Jordan Davis is a name keep an eye on, but I think it will be Aiden Hutchinson. A little bias. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you could say that, but I, I think he's he's. A, he, he was he's a nice good coming out of Georgia. I can't yeah. lie. Um, moving on, last award for the year, comeback player of the year. I got Christian McCaffrey, CMC. Yeah, hasn't played a full season since 2019. Um, last two years combined, he played in only 10 games. Uh, new quarterback Baker Mayfield, maybe Sam Darnold. Uh, offense maybe looks a little better this year, I but I mean CMC the versatility we've seen it before the way he can run, uh, catch it out the backfield one of the best receiving backs we've seen. I think you know he plays maybe 14, 15 games comeback player of the year for sure. He's just got to stay healthy. That's the only thing that's been his question mark for his whole career. Yeah, CMC was pretty much kind of the obvious pick for me here. I picked him as well. It was between him and one other name that. I'll touch on in a little bit, but I think CMC is the clear pick here. Like you said, he's been banged up the past two years. 2019 was the last time we saw him healthy on the field, and he went, like, absolutely berserk. 1,300 yards rushing and 1,000 yards through the air with 116 receptions and 19 total TDs. That's insane production. So I think if he can get anywhere remotely near there coming back off the injuries, it'll be hard for anyone to not give him that award. I mean, if he gets up in that best RB conversation again, I think, which I think is possible, I think this is a war is his to run away with. Only other person I mentioned or thought it could be was Jameis, but I think if Christian McCaffrey has another one of his big years, I think it won't really matter. Although Jameis can put up a lot of numbers down there in New Orleans, got some more talent around him with the lobby coming back, Mike Thomas coming back. They got Juice, your boy Landry down there. Yes, sir. So I, I think there's an opportunity. I can see a way Jameis wins it, but I'm just more confident in Christian McCaffrey coming back and producing at his crazy levels than I am at Jameis Winston throwing for 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. And last year with the Saints, I mean, he had them looking like pretty good contenders before yeah. he got hurt and they had that, that rotating QB room between uh, tight end Taysom Hill now. Although I think those week one numbers kind of inflated yeah, his, I mean, his production. Five yeah. TDs. Yeah, that was kind of wild as the Packers last year. Kind of an anomaly. But, I mean, yeah, he could he could put up decent numbers and be up in there. And when you always look at the Packers, they always have that slow start, too. Like, Packers there's do. always those first couple weeks. Everyone's like, oh, Rodgers is done, this and that. Yeah. And then they come back. I did see a number where it was like the Packers were, I think, 8-0 and against rookie or backup quarterbacks last year. For real? And then, uh, I mean, whatever their record they finished off with, the rest, they were, I think, below 500 against starters. So they clearly take advantage <laughs> of uh, inexperienced QBs. But, well, I mean, we'll talk about the Packers when we get into it. So, I mean, we finished it off. Mm-hmm. All our awards, predictions for the year. Um, let us know what you guys think, uh, who's right, who's wrong, who y'all got. Um, moving on, we got... 
week one predictions. And like I said, I mean, we'll be keeping track of our records throughout the year, um, who we like, who we don't. Week one, I mean, we both pretty similar, a couple differences, especially in that first game. We look at it, Bills-Rams, Thursday night football. I mean, you're talking two top teams. You got the Bills who are so close to the Super Bowl, and then you got the Rams, obviously Super Bowl champions, trying to defend their title. Um, Week one, I got the Rams coming back. Uh, Matt Stafford, question marks about that tendonitis for sure, but I think the champs, I mean, Aaron Donald, I I don't want to be against that guy ever. He's probably just going to be fired up on one for week one. Big games. I mean, Allen Robinson, first time suiting up in a Rams uniform. Cooper Cup, obviously, triple crown winner last year, coming back. It's going to be a good game. Maybe a shootout of that uh, Bills-Kansas City playoff game we saw last year. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I mean, we're on the verge for a good one. I mean, NFL knew what they were doing when they gave us week one matchup this this game. Yeah, um, you mentioned Aaron Donald being fired up, you know, coming into this game. But you know who I think is going to be more fired up? <laughs> Josh Allen. Give me Josh Allen, man. <laughs> I just think, well, the main reason I, I'm picking the Bills, I, bro, like you mentioned, Stafford's arm, that arm kind of, it worries me. Tendonitis, whatever you want to call it. It yeah. was like a baseball injury or something. Yeah, people don't know, they don't know about that. Week, I, mean, I think it, week it one... Week one, I don't know. Now, if he plays well in week one and then we see him, it's, it doesn't really bother him throughout the season, yeah, then I'll be higher. But I feel like this could go either way. Like, what what if it's, like, a big deal and his arm isn't as good or where he wants it to be? Then I just don't see there's – like, I feel like the Rams have to play perfect, perfect ball for them to beat the Bills. And right now, surrounding Stafford's arm, I just think that's too big of a question mark to beat a Bills team that's hungry – we all remember how they lost last year in the playoffs. Arguably, the best playoff game Insane. of all time. Like crazy amount of points were put up. Shout out, Gabe Josh Davis. Allen did everything he could. He literally put the team on his back, and then the defense went out and folded and let Travis Kelsey have like a walkthrough practice with Patrick Mahomes. Back so, to back to back plays. Yes. I mean, but I think I think the Bills, the Rams just won the Super Bowl. But I, I like their roster right now. I mean. Trey White is going to be out. He's on the PUP list, I'm pretty sure. But I've been seeing Kair Elam's been balling in camp. I think he'll be able to step up. They got two good safeties over the top. So hopefully they'll be able to not. They're not going to be able to stop Cooper Cup, but at least contain him to get from getting downfield, making those big plays, kind of keep him in the middle and contain him. I just think Josh Allen, he's got something to prove after what happened last season, how everyone saw him go out. I think he wants to make a statement. Week one, prime time, first game of the year. Let everyone know that the Bills are serious contenders coming out. You know, while we're talking about the Rams, I literally just saw a video like 30 minutes before we started this of Odell looking <laughs> swole. They were calling him a tight end. I don't, I don't know what he's on, if he's ready to come back, where he's going. Uh, but I know the Rams are definitely trying to recruit him back. That's kind of funny because both of these teams are like in the mix for him. You saw yeah. the all uh, the IG comment with Von Miller saying yeah. the locker next to him is open. And saw, yeah, we saw, everybody's trying to recruit. Even yeah. David and Joku is trying to recruit OBJ back to the Browns, bro. Bring him back to the land. Oh uh, man, that'd be weird. But moving on, so yeah, that's one of the few games where we got to switch up between our picks. Yeah. Next game, Falcons Saints. 
I mean, I got the Saints. You look at the Falcons. They're going to be awful this year. Um, like you said, Jameis Winston may be a pick for comeback player of the year. Yeah. He's going to ball out. You said you mentioned the weapons he's got. I mean, I, I don't even see this being a close game. It's a div- divisional game in Atlanta, but, I mean, both of them domes. They're just – I think the Saints blow them out week one. Yeah, we kind of touched on how Jameis had five touchdowns week one of last year, and that could honestly happen again this year against this Falcons defense. I mean, A.J. Terrell's no slouch out there in corner. He's a he's a solid young guy, borderline elite. He's he's really good in coverage, but, I mean, after that in the secondary, what do you really have? Not much. I think the Saints will pretty much just play physical football. They'll be able to get the run game going. The Falcons just aren't really good right now, like – Mary, Marcus Mariota is their starter. What has he done since he threw like a touchdown to himself in the playoffs like five years ago? A batted ball he <laughs> caught, bro. I mean, no, yeah, nothing much. I just think the the Falcons are they'll win a few games. I just don't think it'll be this one. Yeah, I mean, Saints, uh, Saints will be alright. They gotta win a couple. Yeah. Um. Next game, moving on. Niners in Chicago against the Bears. I mean, 49ers, I got them with this as well. Um, two young QBs should be fun to watch them play. Yeah. But like we talked about last week, I mean, the Bears really don't have too much. A Niners defense is elite. Uh, we just talked about Debo Samuel, talk, Offensive Player of the Year. Um, he's just yeah. going to beat down. I mean, the Bears, uh, Justin Fields, they got to figure something out. Darnell Mooney, I know they like him as a target over there. Uh, it's just not going to be enough against the Niners. Yeah, I got the Niners as well. And if I'm Justin Fields, I can't think of, like, a worse game to start this season out on. Like, the Niners' pass rush is crazy. With no O-line. Nick Bosa is also a name you could throw up in there for Defensive Player of the Year. He's insane. He's going to have, like, Fields, like I mentioned last week, playing a cardio simulator, running for his life. It's going to be tough. And also, I think the 49ers, Trey Lance has had, like, mixed. He's been having an up-and-down training camp. So, I think week one, they're going to start kind of, you know, slow and comfortable with him. A lot of screens to Debo Samuel, get him involved a lot early across the line of scrimmage, close to the line of scrimmage. So, I think the 49ers will be able to play safe football against the Bears since they're not such a good team. And, you know, help Trey Lance build up that confidence so then we can – really start seeing how good he is and if he can be the future quarterback for this team. But, yeah, like you said, I, I think the Niners should and will easily win this game. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of Mitchell, maybe even Jeff Wilson getting in the running back mix with them and Debo, like you said, yeah. and check downs all day. I mean, I don't see Trey Lance throwing more than, like, 25, 30 passes maybe. Especially in that Shanahan offense. Yeah, in Chicago too. Um, Moving on, we got – Divisional matchup, Pittsburgh in Cincinnati, Steelers, Bengals. I mean, I got Cincinnati with this one and just saw Trubisky named the starter for week one. Uh, his former team, the Bears. He had one good season in Chicago. Since then, hasn't done anything no. relevant. He's been um, a backup. Yeah. I think on the Bills. Now, you talk about being named week one starter. I mean, Steelers fans are going to be calling for Pickett by week four. 
We'll we'll see what happens. I don't know why they didn't just start him, bro. Like it was a first round pick. Just throw him out there. See what they, he can do. They called do. him the most NFL ready QB too. And yeah, I don't I don't get that. And they always they always do this with the young QBs. They want to wait and <laughs> boom, they come on a scene and have a good game and they start exploding. But I can understand if they're sitting behind like a good quarterback. You know, like with Jordan Love behind Rodgers, who we have not seen yeah. play yet. Like but, that's. Or even with Mahomes, how he was behind Alex Smith. Alex Smith was, was a good. solid quarterback. You know, like you have Kenny Pickett sitting behind Mitch Trubisky. Like you, I don't think you really gain any upside from starting Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, and Miles Rudolph too. I mean, it, if we see him this year, insane. But yeah, I got the Bengals yeah. locking it up. Joe Burr responding after that Super Bowl heartbreaking loss. O line was you know big shaky against the Rams, but against the Steelers, you're obviously going to have to watch out for Watt off the edge, but they got Mika. Just not enough against the Bengals who are going to come out hungry for this game. Yeah, I also picked the Bengals, but I kind of see that I think this Steelers defense can really come out and punch the Bengals in the mouth a bit. Like you said, TJ Watt, he's always a threat. That defensive line is straight. So I could see them giving the Bengals fits early on, but I just think that talent in Cincinnati will – just be too much for the uh, Steelers to hang around with. And I think, you know, Jamar has a big catch here. The IT Higgins gets involved. Joe Mixon gets some touches around the goal line. And, and Joe Burrow just does Joe cool things and helps, helps the Bengals Bur- cruise to this week one victory. Yeah, Joe Shiesty for the win. Joe Shiesty. Moving on, Eagles, Philadelphia, in Detroit against the Lions. Both picked your Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. For this one, I mean, Jalen Hurts, a lot to prove this year. A lot Ryan, new, new guy on the outside, A.J. Brown. Still got Devontae Smith in there. Yep. Just traded uh, Jalen Rager, which I'm not even going to bring up who they could have drafted there. Um, <laughs> Actually, bro, today I think Howie did an interview, and he um he they, they brought that up, and he was like, he was like 100%. He's like, if I could go back, he's like, I would make the right pick. <laughs> I saw a quote like right before I. I, came I, I just want. I want to know when they were in that draft room. What, like, what he's because how he explained it. He was like what he said. He was like, he was like from that point. He's like we just got to draft the best player available. He was like at the time we had two tight ends who were really good across the middle, which we did. We had Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz, who was kind of on the at the end of his career, but he was still solid over the middle. And he was like we wanted the speedster outside guy that would kind of you know fit the offense more complementary. He's like, they weren't really looking for a slot option inside, which what Jefferson profiled coming out of LSU. I mean, obviously, we know now that he can play anywhere on the field, but coming out, that's kind of what Jefferson's mold was, was, you know, the slot guy, get open in the middle of the field, not the fastest, but shifty, could get you those, you know, five to ten yards when you really need it. But, yeah, which was I think was really good for Howie to come out and admit he was wrong. He sees what the fans, he sees what the media, he sees what everyone is saying. He sees how the players performed. He knows he made the wrong pick. So yeah, I mean, and he said he going forward, he'll learn from he'll learn from it. And I think, I think it was just really you know good for him to come out and admit that. And now we can just kind of we got Jalen Rager off the team. We got Howie coming out mentioning it. We can just put it behind us and go win some games. So yeah, I mean, bro, leave that in the past. It's not always going to be a hit on draft day. There's a yeah. lot of misses. That was that was that was a bad one. It was back to back picks. It was bad. 
And just the way Jefferson performs at an MVP level. Almost. And everyone had Jefferson over Rager. Like, I don't know if anyone thought Jalen Rager was going to be no, better than Justin I, I Jefferson. Was, I was surprised that Jay Jets even slid that far. Yeah. Just because, I mean, coming out of LSU, I was picking him in all my daily fantasies. But Yeah, he was tough. Moving on, we got New England in Miami against the Dolphins. Another <laughs> divisional matchup, Mac Jones against Tua. I got the Dolphins taking this one. Um, a lot of hype. I don't, I don't know. The Mac Jones train, the, the <laughs> Patriots fans riding. I, I don't see it. Probably the same way they feel about Tua in Miami. But, I mean, yeah, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle. He was killing defenses last year. And you had another guy like Tyree Kill. Those two stay healthy throughout the year. Obviously going to be dangerous. Um, talked about the defense and everything and how – you know, possibly coach of the year, my pick. I, I got the Dolphins winning this one at the Hard Rock. Uh, game one, the Patriots never played good in Miami either. They always, nope. the, the games Brady used to lose were in Miami. So, I mean, yeah. if Brady couldn't do it, Mac Jones is going to have a tough time doing it. So, I got I got the fence. Yeah, and I just want to go back and touch on the Eagles real quick. Like you mentioned, you said Jalen Hurts has a lot to prove. I think the Lions will be a great game, kind of like for Trey Lance, to for him to, like, get his footing Hit some open receivers over the middle. A.J. Brown will be able to create separation. Devontae Smith, he'll be open. Like, Dallas Goddard, he'll be open. So, Jalen Hurts should have a, a pretty good week one, get his confidence up. Only really question is Miles Sanders. He's been kind of banged up during the training camp. But at this point, I'm over Miles Sanders, bro. Like, are you going to be healthy and play, or so are you going to be injured? Like, he plays, like, four games, and he's it's like a hamstring, and he's, like, questionable. Like, I, I'm over it. The Penn State, uh, Miles Sanders, Saquon Barkley, you know, they've never yeah. stayed healthy. But, I mean, sooner or later, you're going to stay healthy for a season. I mean, I, I hope so. I, I mean, dra- yeah. I drafted but, Sanders, so. I, I know you're I'm, over, I'm, it, I'm but. over it, but, yeah. Going on the uh, – Dolphins and the Pats, you pretty much touched on everything. New England never wins in Miami. It's like always their toughest game. It always has been coming down playing in that Florida heat. But especially now, usually it's been the Patriots that have the better rosters and the Dolphins upset. But I think top to bottom, the Dolphins have that better roster. The Dolphins might have been like the most talked about team coming out of preseason. I feel like every day there was another clip of Tua like (laughs) – Underthrowing or perfectly throwing or everyone arguing how good that pass was to Tyreek Hill. Will he be able to hit him down the field? How accurate was he? There's been so much talk about Tua come out of preseason. I think he's seen it. Tyreek Hill has seen it because he's backed him up multiple times on a bunch of podcasts. So I was about I, to say, all, all the media attention from them doing the podcast and all that probably didn't help in yeah. their case. Yeah, but I think, I think Tua will come out solid. I think I think the Dolphins will get it done down in Miami, week one. The Patriots just—it's just hard to find anything to like on that team. Like, I know Mac Jones is a—he was a good quarterback last year. He has the high floor that was kind of his thing, and he's serviceable. But like, other than Mac Jones, like, what is there to really like There's on not that any team? Weapons? You like got nothing. Hunter Henry. He yeah, might, I mean that's a great tight end. He was great enough before he moved over into New England, but. I think I think what I can give the Patriots credit for what they always do well is they'll run the ball. They got two decent backs, Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris. I think they'll be able to get it done on the ground, but 
I mean, this is 2022. Like, you got to throw the ball. And I think I think that's where they'll struggle this year on offense, and it'll, it'll kind of hold them back this year. Yeah, definitely. Moving on, we got um, the Baltimore Ravens in New York against the Jets. Um, got the Ravens. Uh, Zach Wilson, I just don't think he's – he might take that step forward, might not. But, I mean, the he Ravens – might not even play yeah, he's questionable for week one. You might see Joe Flacco out there. I think they should play Flacco. Just um, make sure Wilson's healthy. Wilson's healthy. Yeah. I, I really honestly don't think it matters. Action Jackson for the Ravens. Lamar. Um think he's got a lot to prove this year. Um, losing yep. his boy Hollywood Brown, who wanted to trade out because the system didn't fit him. Scheme, yeah, it didn't fit him. Rightfully so. I mean, uh, I mean, those guys, they grew up together. Um and Broward. it's probably hard for Hollywood to admit that he wanted that trade and just finally, like, I know he's been wanting to trade for a while, but he went out publicly yeah. said, I don't want to play here anymore. Um, so Lamar has a lot to prove. He's got Bateman, obviously Mark Andrews, his favorite target. They're going to be running the ball. J.K. Dobbins is a question mark. But, I mean, <laughs> it, it is the Jets what we were talking about. Did you one. see that video of J.K. Dobbins during training camp doing that drill where he was, like, limping off? Like, yeah. And that didn't did look you good. see his response? No, what he was like, oh, he's like, you guys never seen an athlete walk or something like that. Like, <laughs> it's not how athletes walk. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty funny. That's somebody with a not fully healthy knee. But, yeah, I, I got the Ravens as well. I do think. This could be a different question if Zach Wilson was playing healthy. Listen, I'm high on the young guys in New York. I think I think if the Jets came out, Wilson was fully healthy. Those young guys could rally together and put up a good fight against the Ravens and kind of, you know, like catch them off guard and steal this one away, especially being at home. I think a lot of Jets fans are really high too, so I think that crowd would have played a factor. They I mean, I've seen all the, you've seen those like the videos on uh, social media. I've seen like a TikTok video or something like people thinking like the Jets could get like ten wins or something like that. So clearly the fans believe in them. But with Zach Wilson questionable, I think Joe Flacco will come in and play Joe Flacco football. Doesn't have the arm he used to have. He'll be conservative. He'll make the right reads. But I just think Lamar Jackson will just be. He'll pretty much just single-handedly win this game. He's too talented. This defense is super, super solid. They'll make plays, and I think I think they come out of New York with a with a pretty easily week one victory. Yeah, moving on, we got Jacksonville Jaguars in Washington against you know the Commanders. Um, here's another switch we got. I got yep. home game. I got the Commanders. Uh, we talked about it last week. The Jags do have bright spots with ETN coming back with that T-Law. Them boys at Clemson. I, but I just got the Commanders at home. Going to squeak one by. You know how Heineke sometimes does a couple flashy plays here and there. I He's think not even. It's going to be Wentz. It's going to. Oh, Carson Wentz. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> it's still. <laughs> Commanders at home. I know Antonio Gibson's a question mark. Robinson uh, obviously know what he's dealing with, yeah. but I just think the Jags, a year removed from their situation last year, is going to take some time for them to get on the same page. Well, I'm going to disagree with you, and I like the Jags here. I mean, it comes down to one name. We know the position that wins you games in this NFL league. Quarterback. Quarterback. 
just looking at the quarterbacks, I think Trevor Lawrence is better than Carson Wentz. And I also think the Jags' new head coach, Doug Peterson, having coached Carson Wentz, having seen all of his flaws his last year in Philadelphia, he'll he'll be able to, you know, give this defense some good tips and pointers into what to target, what to look for. I mean, Wentz is okay, but he's just he was he wasn't good last year. He hasn't really been good since that injury coming back from that MVP level season. I just think the the defense, the Commanders have a better defense, but the Jags also do have some young talent. I think they'll be able to put up a fight. The Commander, I like the Commanders' weapons. Scary Terry out on the outside, Jahan Dawson, the rookie coming over. I think he'll be solid. And like you said, that backfield is kind of a big question mark right now. I mean, I'm guessing they're going to give Antonio Gibson most of the touches because, unfortunately, the situation with Brian Robinson, he's on the PEP right now. McKissick's pretty much just a receiving third down back. So, I mean, that's one turnover right there at least you can give for an Antonio Gibson fumble. So, the Jags are already starting plus one in the turnover battle right there. Bro, but, I mean, come on. Two hours of turnover. Antonio Gibson is guaranteed for a fumble yeah, game. But, but I, I just like this Jags young team, man. They're hungry. They're willing. I think they're ready to win. With everything going on last year, they really weren't able to win. I, I think the Jags could go into Washington and upset the Commanders. I really do. I, I still and I, it wouldn't even be that big of an upset like these no, are two bottom level teams yeah exactly it's pretty I, I, that's why I went with the home field advantage I think I you can know, see that the the new uh, not scheme new name of the team I don't know maybe give some hype into although Washington. I do like their jerseys their jerseys are kind of fire yeah have you seen the all black ones no they're all black unis really they're tough but yeah, I'm. I'm. I just think the Jags have <laughs> Only more. If the unis played in the part of the. <laughs> no, they. They. I, well, I picked them to lose, so they didn't. <laughs> but I think the Jags have more of an upside. They have a, a few more brighter spots with better potential. On yeah, banking they, on that potential. Etn too back up. They have I think bigger potential, but I. Yeah. I just think it's gonna take week three. You might start seeing T Law start kind of look like the guy they wanted out of Clemson. Yeah, I just think. You know, week one, he's just sort of going to begin his his stuff back together under a new coach, and especially after last year, it's probably hard for him to trust the coach. Mm, playing against the Commanders, I think it'd be all right. Week one. <sighs> Moving on, we got the Cleveland Browns in Carolina against the Panthers. Baker Mayfield playing against his former team. Obviously, no Deshaun Watson, Jacoby Brissett going to be starting quarterback. You look at it. We talked about both sides talking a little bit. Panthers, obviously, Christian McCaffrey coming back. They have weapons. Um, you got Robbie on the outside, DJ Moore. But when you look at Cleveland, even though it is Brissett, and I really don't buy into Brissett as a, a quarterback, he's going to win you some games. But, I mean, you got Nick Chubb, pretty solid O-line, even with the injuries, uh, Kareem Hunt. Not going to be throwing the ball a ton, but you still have Amari Cooper who can make plays, and the defense is going to be fine yeah. with Miles Garrett probably chasing uh, Baker Mayfield around in the pocket. You'll see his uh, happy feet like he always <laughs> – probably even worse, but I got I got the Browns being the Panthers. Yeah, so um, when we first – we picked this like a, like two weeks ago. Like a week, yeah, yeah, week ago, pick, week and a half. I picked the Browns too pretty convincingly, but – over the past few few days, few weeks, I've been seeing the Panthers hype build. I've been seeing the buzz. I think buzz the, about what? I think the Panthers are favored actually. 
I'm gonna pull it up right now. But I'm gonna stick with my initial gut feeling. I'm gonna go with you and your Browns. So <laughs> if they lose, it's not really my fault. I just picked them because naive, bro. <laughs> Panthers are two no. and a half point favorites somehow. Yeah, which is wild. I just, I just think this. Um, I'm smashing. I think Miles Garrett, kind of the the name we brought up earlier. I think he'll play a big role. I mean that O line has not been good. They drafted um Ikiquanu, the rookie out of NC State, and being a rookie, if your first NFL game is going up against Miles Garrett or even Jadavion Clowney, is it's a really really good D line. I think he's gonna have a welcome to the NFL moment. It'll be really really tough for him out there. Not the best week one to kind of get your feet situated in. I just think the Browns' defense would be able to cause turnovers, get the offense in plus position on the field. And I do think it'll be a close game. Two and a half is a decent spread. I think it'll be around three points, four points, something like that, within a touchdown. But I was leaning towards picking the Panthers. Like I said, you know, you mentioned they got the weapons. My boy Robbie, man, you know, they got the Broward product. DJ Moore has always been good. I think we mentioned less. Um... Episode, this will be the best quarterback both of them have played for, unfortunately. Yeah, that, that's the CMC, saddest part. Yeah, CMC out of the backfield, although I did see some reports saying they're going to try to like limit his control touches. his touches. But I think once they see him producing and making those big plays, they're going to want to just keep him on the field because he's like the only option they have to um, win and even be in games. And ba- Baker likes to target the running back, right? He'll hit the running back out of the backfield, will he? <laughs> Um, I mean, the, the Browns used to run some screen passes with Baker. Yeah. I, he never threw the running back. It's usually just him scared in the pocket for his life. But, <laughs> I mean, I, like I said, bro, I think I said this the other day, just not even on air, bro. It's going to be fun to watch a team have Baker Mayfield running for his life against, you know, my team instead of for my team. But it, it is what it is. Yeah, it's no I Baker think- hate. I, I love Baker. But just watching his footwork in a pocket, it has not progressed at all in his whole career. Mm, does it not worry you that he's coming back fully healthy? He could be fully healthy, man. I, I've watched him. He's unable to step up in the pocket. He's <laughs> allergic to it. He just opens his stance up and just slings the ball. I mean, yeah, he's going to make some plays. He's got 100 heart. But, <laughs> I mean, is it going to really translate when Miles Garrett's running down on you, bro? Like... And then, what, he's going to throw the ball to Denzel Ward or Greg uh, Greg Newsome or Greedy Williams? Like, I, I got the Browns. Smash the money line if you guys do are you, betting on this. Do you think the threat of another QB1 and Sam Darnold sitting behind him will increase his play or make him play better? I don't even know about that. Uh, the fact that that's even – if that has to be debatable, I mean, that just shows that Baker Mayfield is not good. Yeah, that's not the best QB room. Yeah, I got – I'll ride with the Browns, bro. I'll ride with the Browns. All right. Dog pound nation, man. When you guys win that money off that money line bet, just send me like 5%. All right. Colts, Texans moving on. Indianapolis in Houston. Um, I mean, in Houston, what is there really to love about them? I mean, Davis Mills, yeah. He's looked solid last year. But I got the Colts winning this one. New QB. Um, they went from Wentz to Ryan. Both of them major improvement. Older QBs, Matt Ryan. I mean, he really didn't have a team last year, so it's hard to kind of judge him. 
really for what you know type of Matt Ryan you're gonna get. Obviously, probably not an MVP, but uh, you got JT. I mean, he could just carry that offense, give them 30 touches. They beat the Texans easily. Yeah, I got I got the close one in this game too. Although I think this offense is going to be uh, a little different. I don't think they're going to have to really rely on JT getting those 30 touches, although he is capable. I like, I like I like I like the weapons the Colts have out there. Pittman looking for a big step up wide receiver role. You know how Matt Ryan likes to throw that ball up to the jump ball receiver. We saw him do it with um Julio, we saw Leo. him do it with Ridley, we saw him do it with Kyle Pitts last year. He likes to get the ball to his number one target, so I think that'll happen. Alec Pierce would be a solid wide receiver, too. Coming out of Cincinnati, I think he's crafty. He'll get open. And then Paris Campbell, the big question mark coming out of Ohio State. Will he finally be able to stay healthy? He was a speedster. He got drafted. I think he went the first round, didn't he? Um, First or second round? I know he went pretty early just because he was like... He ran a super crazy 40 time. Nah, he was one of the fastest coming out. Yeah, I know he was super fast. Can he stay healthy? But kind of like you mentioned with the Texans, really nothing else going on over there other than Davis Mills. Hopefully he could take a um, step up. They got a, a lot of young talent, a lot of young question marks. With uh, Derek Stingley, Stingley on in the defense playing the secondary, the number three overall pick. I think they selected Jalen Petrie as well, the uh Safety out of Baylor. He was a solid prospect. And then the everyone, if you play fantasy, knows the Damian Pierce hype train. I think well, Damian he'll 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 have a solid game. He'll be he'll be serviceable as a starting running back. But like I just think the Colts are just a better team, that O line too. Give Matt Ryan time in the pocket. Something that when Matt Ryan has a clean pocket, he's I think he's able to make solid reads. He'll be um pretty good at being, you know, a field general, getting the ball into his playmaker's hands. And I don't think we'll see MVP-level Matt Ryan this year, but I think he'll be a lot better than he was last year and kind of remind people of, you know, he's Matt Ryan. He can still play. But, yeah, I got – I think the Colts will yeah, – People forget Matt Ryan walk away with this. literally a game plan or a play away just from winning a Super Bowl, but one play uh, call away. was wild. Yeah. <laughs> If anyone actually remembers that, that Julio toe tap, probably I I used to say he was the best receiver back in the day. I mean, he stays healthy. Give me AB. Yeah, toe tap Tony. AB and I, I was riding the Julio train when it was the, the top three receivers in the league were AB, Julio, and Odell. Mm, I kind of feel like he just threw Odell in there. Well, uh, yeah, back back in 2014 when they were all. I mean, uh, his rookie year, yeah, but. I think yeah, a- I mean, I it was just AB, one season. A.B. and Julio AB had longer Julio stretches, yeah. were a step above Odell. Oh, yeah. I, I agree with that, yeah. but I'm just saying what uh, other people might have said. Odell just had the hype because, you know, he was light-skinned, had the curly hair. <laughs> the, I mean, that I mean, catch was insane, bro, too. Early 2010s was, come on, you know, light-skins were winning, bro. Curry, Splash Bros, Odell was going crazy. I agree with that. <laughs> no, nah, shout-out Odell, bro. But, yeah, A.B. better. Yeah, we'll see who he Total signs with this year later on when he's healthy. But I, you said that uh, Damian Pierce hype train, and I bought into it. So hopefully it's real. Yeah, I got some Damian Pierce stock as well. Um, moving on, we got the the G men, the New York Giants, on the road against the Tennessee Titans. Locked in the Titans on this one. I mean Daniel Jones. Uh, what is there? The Giants really Kadarius Tony. Got a got a weapon there. KT. 
is Saquon ever going to be healthy? Just I think he will. Like the Miles Sanders question marks. But, I mean, I got the Titans, Derrick Henry, um, Tannehill. He's just going to be regular as always. And they're going to squeak away at home. Not, not even squeak away. They'll probably win by more than a score in this one. But um, Daniel Jones, really not too much to love about him. They need to figure something out in the QB room. And Danny the Dimes. O-line's very, very bad as well in New York. It's young. It's young, too. Yeah, I, I think the Titans are the easy pick here. Although I do think you're a lot higher on the Titans than I am. I feel like the Giants are just a team that pretty much anybody can look good against. So I think we'll see a lot of bright spots from the Titans in week one. We'll see Der- Derrick Henry come back fully healthy after, uh, I think he like fractured his foot or something like that. That's an injury that he'll, he'll be okay. Derrick Henry back to 100%. Like you said, Tannehill manages the game. I think... Um, They'll look to get Traylon Burks involved early. I mean, who else do they really have? Robert Woods coming off of ACL tear. It's kind of kind of tough. Yeah. I think Austin Hooper signed with them as well. So that's a, I mean, a decent, serviceable no. starting tight end. Please. Austin <laughs> Hooper is awful. That's just, that was the scheme, bro. The Browns want him to block. He's not a blocking tight end. Right, he's not even, he can't even catch. He was supposed to be a security blanket as a pass catch. Austin Hooper was the most <laughs> overpaid tight end of all time. And the mm. Browns just messed up with that one. Just like just David like Njoku Eagles. might rival that this year. David Njoku is gonna ball. <laughs> I think he will this season. But yeah, the Titans. I mean, what is there really to say? Giants not a good team. I think Brian Dable will get this team heading in the right direction, but just just not week one against the Titans. Titans are a good team. Finished first in the Divi- uh, AFC last year. I'm pretty sure. So like they, what three years in a row? Maybe yeah. So, they. They know how to win. I don't think they will finish near the top this year, but against the Giants, I think they'll get out on the right foot. Moving on, we got Green Bay Packers in Minnesota against the Vikings. Not a primetime game. So, Kirk Cousins, he's coming to play. We we were talking about how the Packers start the season slow, and it's only going to be slower. No Devontae. They got Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon supposed to be the 1A and the 1- a show apparently that's what they said um so expect them to get involved but i mean rogers always starts slow and probably off like i don't know maybe if he's off a perk he might do fine (laughs) ayahuasca trip that you've been seeing america real quick before week one whatever rogers is doing in the off season it takes (laughs) him a couple weeks to get back and readjusted so i think you know the vikings gonna win we talked about you know jay jets for offensive Player of the year for you. I mean, too yeah. good. Thielen, Cousins loves him in the red zone. That's his favorite target. Dalvin Cook, uh, even Madison is the backup. If Dalvin Cook ever gets injured, their run game's solid, and Dalvin Cook's one of the best. Mm-hmm. He can catch the ball too. So I, I got I got the Vikings at home. Yeah, um, I kind of mentioned last week in our uh, team breakdowns and division breakdowns. I think the Packers. Will win the division, but I think their offense gets off to a slow start. Like you said, a lot of question marks around those weapons. Aaron Rodgers has been like on a podcast tour the last week or so, last few days. He's like on everyone's podcast, so he's got to get his mind back in football. I think it'll be a slow start, but I think I think this has the opportunity. If not, um, the Bills Rams. I think this could be like the big game of the week where you see an elite defense in the Packers go up to what I think is going to go up against what I think is going to be an elite offense. And I think that'll be a fun matchup. You have Jair, 
He'll be on uh, Jay Jets, Bakhtiari, and Neil Hunter coming back fully healthy. They'll be going at it. The Vikings have a decent receiving core. And I think the Packers secondary is really good, too. Like I just mentioned, Jair. They got Eric Stokes. Rizal Douglas turned his career around in Green Bay. Unfortunately, he couldn't do that for Philly. And then they got um, your boy 23 Savage back there, Darnell Savage. He, he's, a, he's a good starting safety. So I think both of these teams' strengths will be going up against each other in this week. And it'll be a fun matchup. But at home, I think the Vikings will start hot. Packers with the question marks on offense. Really, I think it'll take them a few weeks to find out who that receiver one is going to be, who Rodgers trusts, because we know Rodgers only throws the people he trusts. So I, I think it's going to take a while for Rodgers to see who steps up in that receiver room and who makes plays for him to be able to trust before that offense does get rolling, which I think it will eventually. But coming out week one, I think it'll be a really good game, really entertaining game, a lot of big plays made on both sides. But I, I got the Vikings squeaking this one through. Yeah, you said uh, Rodgers trusting every series. You saw on the podcast, he said uh, start bench cut. I did see that, yeah. He's starting uh Devontae, Devontae benching Jordy Nelson and cutting uh, yeah. Donald Driver. And then Devontae had an um, interview with the, um, I think, the Pivot with Ryan Clark and Fred Taylor on their podcast. And he kind of talked about how he was able to gain Rodgers' trust and kind of, you know, what made him the receiver that he is in the league. He was like, as a rookie, he was coming in. Jordy Nelson was still there. Coming off a big season, Randall Cobb, all those guys were still there. So he was like, the main thing he's known for are those releases. He was like, I just had to win instantly off the line. So when Rodgers looked, he's like, I was there. I was open. So, like, you know, he had no choice but to throw it to me. So I think that was kind of cool how, you know, Devontae Adams kind of had to – what he's really known for now, you know, those crazy releases off the line where it looks like he's playing basketball was kind of – he kind of developed that just to just gain to, just to gain Rodgers' trust. So, it, you know, that just shows that, you know, Rodgers' presence, his skill level and everything is – he elevates his receivers. He elevates his teammates. So I think we'll see that this year. But it'll just take it a few time, weeks. Yeah. It'll it'll take yeah, for Romeo Dobbs to you know, create a uh, <laughs> release move or find a special way to run around so that Rogers always sees him or some something like that. Or, well, there's no Jordy Nelson there. Like no Devontae. It's not like he has many options. So he's got to find somebody. Yeah, to some, the somebody. Ball to. I mean, uh, something's gonna click. I like their I like their young core. I think it has potential. Lazard, he's solid. He has experience. I think yeah. he has he has room to grow. Christian Watson, he gets fully healthy. He was a high upside early second-round draft pick this year, and Romeo Dobbs was a fourth-round receiver who, you know, he's had all the buzz come out of camp. So Randall Cobb's still with them. Ren- yeah, mean, Randall Cobb is there in the slot. I think so, yeah. I think he'll get a lot of tar- targets early, but yeah. I think those young guys have a lot of upside that Rodgers Rogers is going to try to tap in. is probably his most trusted receiver. Yeah, I think I think Rodgers want to tap into the potential of those young guys because I mean Rodgers isn't getting any younger. He wants to he wants the best players on the field. He wants to win now, you know. So yeah, moving on, you got the Kansas City Chiefs in Arizona against the Cardinals. Yeah, you got Casey taking this one. I do think um, Kyler and Hollywood Brown is going to be a good connection. I just think you know the Chiefs. I picked Mahomes to win MVP for a reason. He's going to come out. No Tyreek Hill. He's going to show. Uh, what he can do, and Travis Kelsey, I mean, I know he's getting older. Everyone's going to say, oh, he's got to hit his wall and his peak soon. But, I mean, he's a tight end. It's not Which really. Which I think he will. I think he will hit it this year. You think it's this I, I don't think. I, I mean, think I think it drops off. 
It's going to drop he's, off, he's but still I mean, gonna it's be still going to be elite. elite. He's still going to be elite tight end. I think his numbers take a step back. Yeah, right? I mean, when you got Tyreek Hill taking the top off, it's easier for yeah, you to be open. Yeah, all those underneath routes and receptions. I think Kelsey's going to be just fine. I think um, so, too. Yeah, I got them being the Cardinals. Uh, you know, the defense obviously question marks, but uh, you kind of clown my pick of Clyde Edwards a uh, hilarity the other day. <laughs> I think somehow he's C-H. finally gets into his groove the way we saw at LSU to where he could be that dynamic back receiving and rushing. But we'll see in the season. I got the Chiefs week one on the road. This was another game that I kind of, you know, just picked early. I think I made these picks like late. Like I just put them in and just didn't really think about it. I, this is another one of those picks where I had to – I questioned myself like with the – um, what was that, the Browns. Yeah, but I picked the Chiefs. I could easily see the Cardinals winning this. They always start off so hot. Kyler Murray always looks like an MVP candidate in the first few weeks. The first few Before weeks is like seems like the only time Cliff Kingsbury actually schemes his team. So they he always looks good. The play calling looks solid. That defense took a big hit losing um Chandler Jones. He was a big part. But Kind of like you said, I'm a Mahomes believer, man. I think he's the best quarterback in the league right now. And I think his winning experience and everything, he'll just find a way to win. Him and Andy Reid, I think, are the best coach-quarterback duo. So those two scheming up. The enemy's still there. I'm right as an offensive coordinator. I'm pretty sure. I don't think I don't he went left. Yeah, I think the enemy's still there. So those three guys, they'll come up with something. They'll figure it out. When you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, the defense doesn't have to be elite or really good, like I don't think Casey's is. I think they're average. So if their defense can just, you know, keep the opponents out of the end zone, Mahomes will find a way to get his team in the end zone. Therefore, they'll score more points. And I think the Chiefs, will, they'll find out a way to win. I just think they, the Cardinals are a team that just, they just find a way to lose games. And the Chiefs are a team that just finds a way to win games. So I think, I think Patrick Mahomes and that offense will they'll get it done against the defense soon. Yeah. It will be hard for Kyler to keep up with the um, with Mahomes. Although I think him and Hollywood could have a really big week one. That OU I think they have a big season I in do general. Think they do. Yeah, especially before uh, D Hop comes out. back. Yeah. But D Hop and Kyler didn't even have that good of a connection last year. Like uh, D Hop was hurt a lot last year. Yeah, he the was. The year before that, on their first year, he he was pretty solid. I mean, he's D Hop, bro. He's, an, yeah, he's, he's a, although he's getting older. He's I think he's still, still he's still a really good receiver. He catches yeah. everything, so you put nah, the ball anywhere near him. D Hop is nasty for sure. Yeah. Um, moving on, uh, almost said Oakland, Las Vegas Raiders against the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Raiders on the road, Week One, another divisional matchup. I got the upset here, even though I picked the Raiders fourth in the division Week One. I think they come out guns firing it. Devontae Adams, you know, Derek Carr, I think they've they're just gonna be on the same page. And I mean, you still got Renfro, you still got Waller, two elite uh connections with Derek Carr. And I mean, Josh Jacob run game, I think it's just gonna be just fine. I think it's gonna be a close game coming down to the wire. Possibly one of the best games that you might see in week one, but I mean I got the Raiders somehow pulling it off on the road. At SoFi, um, going to be a shootout. Herbert's obviously going to have a good game and all that, but I, I just got the Raiders squeaking by. 
I don't have the Raiders squeaking by. I have the Chargers winning. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> um, I think it's just, bro, it's gonna be hard for me to pick against the Chargers this year. I'm gonna have to seventeen and zero. <laughs> seventeen and zero. Book it. No, I think Week One coming out of the gate was like a lot of these matchups and a lot of these games we're picking. It's Week One, so it's kind of it's hard to go off like who's hot, who's injured, who's this, who's that. Everybody's pretty much at all. Their full strength, you know, minus, you know, some suspensions or injuries coming out of camp. But for the most part, no major injuries. So I, I just think the, the Chargers roster is just better than the Raiders, man. Especially, like you said, in L.A., but I really don't think that makes a difference. I think they would they beat the Raiders anywhere. I mean, I don't even think in L.A. is, like, that much of a home field advantage <laughs> for the Chargers anyway. Yes, so. it isn't. They never have anyone at the stadium. <sighs> But I think this year they'll see some – there's a lot of hype. Justin Herbert, he's really good. That team is really good. I think people around L.A. Uh, find some time to make for the Chargers this year. couple of what? Nah, that's what the Rams when the IG models pop out. <laughs> no, you'll, you'll see some IG baddies pop up for the Chargers this year. Trust, trust, trust. Herbert doing yeah, something Herbert, I think <laughs> Herbert's single, I think, right? Somebody. <laughs> I don't know. There's bro, gotta be, he's in the right city. There's got to be some IG baddies that want to, you know, that are smart enough to see how good he's going to be <laughs> and want to latch on to that bag he's going to get. But, <laughs> that yeah. Chaser is, oh, come on. We're not going to get into that. But, yeah, I think I think the Chargers, they're just a better team, you know. Like you said, Carr and Adams, I think they'll have a good connection. But, I mean, the Chargers have a defense to kind of – you know, subdue that offensive power on the other side. They got the two crazy pass rushers and Khalil Mack and Bosa, who I think will have a big year coming off the edge. You can kind of see maybe we get like a little old Bosa back, vintage uh, Joey Bosa when he used to play alongside Melvin Ingram, who was solid for a few years. I could kind of see that happening again. And then that secondary is crazy. J.C. Jackson, I think he'll be, if not following, he'll be on Adams a lot of the time. And they'll have, they'll have Darren playing down in the box over the top. Is sure JC's out, isn't he? Is he? I saw he was questionable. Uh, oh, they, he might be on a PUP. Could have returned from injury by Sunday, five hours ago. Yeah. So it, it'll be questionable. I, yeah. I think it'll be good enough. And if not, they got Asante Samuel Jr. He played. He played solid for a rookie. I just, I just think this Chargers team just has a lot of talent. They'll, they'll overpower the Raiders, and I think, I think the Chargers will win. It, it could be close, like you said. The Raiders are a good team. They have my sleeper for defensive play of the year, Max Crosby. He could get a, get some action, although um, Rashawn Slater has been a really, really good left tackle for the Chargers or right tackle. But I just I just think the Chargers are a better team. I think they'll win. Yep. Moving on, we got Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road against the Dallas Cowboys. I got the Bucs taking this one. Um, I think the Cowboys' offense is still going to be good without Amari. Uh, Zeke and Tony Pollard, they're always going to get some touches. Dak's always going to be decent to above average and throw some stats and have some big games. But I think the Bucks, even without Godwin, uh, Brady to Mike Evans is wide receiver one. It's truly the first time Evans is going to get that that workload as wide receiver one with a good QB. Yeah. Um, I got the Bucks taking it. They're just going to be too good. Defense is solid. Um, I think Fournette's going to get some touches and run all over the Cowboys. It's, can Micah Parsons make some plays? And everyone always wants to, the question mark with the digs at corner. If 
he's going to get burned or if it's a pick. We'll, we'll see. But I, I got the Bucks on the road. Uh, I know Jerry's world is going to be packed. And, you know, Cowboys fans always come out, make some noise. But I think Brady, he can get it done on the road. He's too good. And I think he's going to come out week one and get a dub. Yeah, uh, I'm still kind of disappointed in you picking the uh, Cowboys to win the NFC East when I think the Eagles are the, the clear-cut better team. I mean, you saw the betting odds come out earlier today. Everyone, uh, go ahead. The bring team, it up. the team that has the most bets to win the NFC is the Eagles. So you know, the people have spoken. Money talks. And people are never money <laughs> talks. Yeah, when their pockets are empty, bro, and nah, they got nah, nah, zero nah, nah. bread left. Their pockets will be looking very nice at the end of the regular season when the Eagles comfortably win the NFC. But, like you said. I, you're just a lot higher on the Cowboys than I am. It could be because I'm an Eagles fan, but I, I just don't. I don't. To me, they're just like a better version of the Patriots, almost. Like the Patriots are the kind of the same where they don't have they don't have anything I really like. The Cowboys are the same, except they have Dak Prescott, who I think is a good borderline elite quarterback who can carry this team to wins. And they have Ceedee Lamb. After that, there's nothing else. I think Ceedee Lamb is a really good receiver. I wanted the Eagles to draft him. He didn't fall, but. I think CeeDee Lamb and Dak will be a big connection. But outside of that, what do they really have? Zeke, there's question marks. Although he's an Eagle, I'm an Eagles fan. I've always I've always been a fan of Zeke. I, I just like the way he plays. He's always super reliable. And then, you know, they want to get Tony Pollard involved. That's both. They're both kind of in limbo. Like, who's the running back one? Who's going to get the touches? I mean, we might see it play out later on in the year. But week one, I think it's still going to be some question marks. Like you said, with that defense, I just think Tom Brady, he's seen pretty much every single thing there is to see in the NFL on the defensive side of the ball, and the Cowboys just don't really have the talent, I think, to keep up with the Buccaneers. Micah Parsons, he'll get his sacks. He'll make his plays like he always does. Like you mentioned, Trayvon Diggs, is his back going to be turned in coverage, or is he making a diving (laughs) interception? He's just boomer bust. I mean, he's decent, but we've seen him get killed by receivers. But he'll create turnovers. I just think the Bucks will be too much for the Cowboys to handle week one. I mean, like, Jerry World's going to be rocking. Every Cowboys fan thinks this year's the year, so they're going to be out there crazy. I don't think any Cowboys fans like Brady just because Brady's like the, uh, like, he's like America's player, and the Cowboys are America's team, so they don't like anything rivaling that. So, but Cowboys just, I don't. I think the Bucks will handle them. It'll 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 be it'll be a decent game. Wasn't this the um week one matchup last year as well? For when the- when um the Bucks after the Bucks won the Super Bowl, I think they played the Cowboys on Thursday night football week one. Maybe. I think I-, I think this is the same matchup. I can't re- I don't remember. But it was that. in Tampa and the Bucks won. Yeah, well, so either way, in Dallas, in I got Dallas, the Bucks winning. In the Bucks win. Yeah. Same result. The last game of the week, Monday Night Football, they made probably the worst game possible <laughs> other than Russell Wilson returning to Seattle, uh, 12th man. But it's Broncos country against the Seahawks, and I got the Broncos uh, winning this game with pretty much ease. Um the Seahawks are they starting uh, Drew Locke or is it? I think Gino. I think Smith? they named Gino as a starter. 
either way. I yeah, mean, does it really matter? That's Flip probably even worse. I don't even know. At least Drew Locke's young. Um, yeah, you got Russell Wilson finally surrounded by some weapons. I mean, he's had weapons, but better O-line than he ever had in Seattle. Defense, it's not L-O-B, but I mean, it's a solid defense at the end of the day. And I think the Broncos, even in Seattle, Russ, I mean, he's familiar with it. He'll get it done. I just don't think the Seahawks have any firepower on offense with with Geno Smith running it. Yeah, like you said, I, looking at the games, I think this is this does have potential to be the worst game of the week. Like you mentioned, I think this is only the primetime game because of the rest storyline. NFL pushing agendas on us. <laughs> I think the the Broncos pretty take this game pretty convincingly. The Broncos are just they just have a better roster. Like you mentioned, the Seahawks. I know we joked around with um the Panthers being the worst quarterback room with Baker and Sam Darnold. Yeah. But I, I might take both of them over Geno and Drew Locke. I probably would too. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. No. I th- I, Bro, I, I was a Drew Lock believer, bro. I, I thought Drew Lock was gonna be nice coming out of Mizzou, man. He had a crazy arm. He fell to the second round. I thought the Broncos got a steal. Classic. Um, he's he's got a more like video clips on Instagram or like TikTok that have done better than his football play on the field. Like uh, in, in and, the NFL, I mean, he was he was a dog at Mizzou, like you said, yeah. but like. In the NFL, I mean, he's only in his rookie year. He was on the sideline, turning up to that. What was that one song he was turning up like to? Jeezy, like yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it was like it's fucking with Jeezy. So, yeah, like, bro, but that's what I'm saying, like, bro, he's just a clip guy. Like, he's just an entertainer, <laughs> not a football player. That's crazy. <laughs> he's an entertainer, not a football player. <laughs> it's like, bro. I mean, we'll see. I mean, hopefully, he turns around for the Seattle fans. Yeah, but I don't think he will. And I think Week One is going to be tough. Especially going against that Broncos defense that's been so good for the past few years. Bradley Chubb. Finally well, healthy. He, yeah, he's he's finally healthy. Hopefully he'll be able to produce. They also got, I think they signed Randy Gregory, who also had some good sack numbers last year in Dallas. So he'll help. That secondary is, they're going to play good defense. Pass retain. Probably the, arguably the best young corner in the league. He was locked down last year except for when he was guarding his college teammate, Devontae Smith, who embarrassed him. But other than that, he was he was pretty good. Well, he was really good. He's elite. I think the I think the Broncos will be – they'll be straight. This is a, a good week one game to get started off on, beat up on the Seahawks, make Russell Wilson look a lot better than he was with the Seahawks, make Pete Carroll retire. <laughs> He's old. After one game, make him yeah, retire. Yeah, one game, make him retire. Yeah, I think the Broncos will win this pretty good. Pretty handedly. Yeah, so, I mean, we only disagreed on, I think, three. Yeah, I had the Jags. You had the Commanders. Rams, Bills. Rams, Bills, and then Chargers, Raiders. Yeah, so we only got three differences. So, I mean, those are the only three that can really shake up, like, us really unless we both get them wrong and then we I just I feel like week one there's a lot of like there's a lot of question marks it could go either way that's what I'm not saying. even like question you... marks I think there's a lot of games that are like pretty like teams should on paper, win yeah. like... Like, but it's this is why they go out and play on Sundays you like the know. Falcons should beat the Saints 49ers should beat the Falcons or the Saints should beat the Falcons 49ers should beat the Bears Bengals should beat the Steelers Eagles should beat the Lions like Ravens should beat the Jets 
Colts yeah. should be the Texans. Like there's a, the, there's a lot of games good teams that, against bad teams. Yeah. But we'll but we'll like see said, when it comes it down on Sunday. I mean Thursday. I'm, I'm set for that Bills Rams game. Excited. Games are one in between the lines, not on paper. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this one, I mean, on paper, you go either way. You like Which one? We won? Yeah, Rams, Bills, game one. I mean, we'll see. It comes down Thursday night. Bills. I got the Rams. We'll, we'll, we'll the see. Bank. We'll see. Week one coming up. Uh, that concludes. Diggs uh, goes crazy. You think so? Diggs yeah. goes crazy? 150 yards. Lock it in. <sighs> I like Gabe Davis going crazy over Stefan in week one. He's going to shit on Ramsey. Four four touchdowns, Gabe Davis, 200 yards. He I throw him back like to that. the playoffs. Um, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. But Ever again in his career. <laughs> a UCF fan and former student can, can only dream for Gabe Davis' success. So that concludes this week's episode, episode two of the NFL preseason. That concludes our preseason uh, coverage on the podcast. Next week, week we'll be diving in, you know, how week one went, how our picks went, and then predict, you know, week two and some NFL news. We appreciate everyone tuning in. Yo, Sir. You already know if you're on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. You watch on Apple Music, Spotify, go ahead and share. Let us know if y'all want something different. If y'all like the segment, just let us know. Whatever it is, appreciate y'all tuning in. Y'all take it easy. Appreciate it.